Father, thank you again for sending Jesus to take our place on that cross, Lord, to redeem us from the curse of the law. And Lord, today we just stand in awe of you, that wonderful name, Jesus. And Lord, not only did he prepare for us to be able to spend eternity in heaven, but when he left, he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us, Lord. We're not alone. He lives in us. And Holy Spirit, we invite you today. Come, have your way with each of us. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see the things that God wants to share with us today. And Lord, we just commit the remainder of this time with you, to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? In our hearts, right? <laughs> I love the kids. They are just like exuberant. In our hearts, yay! That's awesome. How many of you kids open presents? How many of you had to wait till you get home? I know there's at least a couple. All right. <clears throat> well, it takes a lot of patience to wait, doesn't it? Excuse me just a second here. If you haven't met me, I'm Pastor Norm, and uh, I'll be presenting today's message. How many have heard the old saying, um, I got to have her back there, Mikey, if you'd click on that slide. Thank you. Go to the next one. I'm assuming it didn't lock up on me. I, I'm, I can't do anything. There we go. Uh huh. Jesus is the reason for the season. season. That's right. So, how do we make Jesus the reason for our season? Amen. That's the question that I'm going to ask today or answer. Put another way, how many want more of Jesus this season? And by the way, should it just be Christmas? Jesus is here all season, right? Every season, all four of them. And it has to do with the question most ask, where is Jesus in my life? Where is Jesus in my life? Where do you see him working in your life? Where do you see evidence of him in you? Just as the angels led the shepherds to the baby Jesus who had recently been born in the stable, the Holy Spirit will lead you and me if we are seeking him. And I, I talked about that a week ago and the week before Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. But here's the, the alarm. Here's the caution, if you will. Don't miss Jesus by looking in the wrong places. Now, when I was a, a young boy, Christmas really, I mean, I thought Jesus was cool. All right, and we went to Midnight Mass. That kind of identifies where I was at at that time. But that really wasn't the reason I liked Christmas. It was a presence. It was the, I'm not going to try it. It's heavy. It was a presence. And what kid doesn't want presents? There's just something about ripping into those little buggers on Christmas morning. 
maybe Christmas Eve for some, and figuring out what's inside, what's the prize, right? During Jesus' time, the people expected a king to come riding in with an army behind him, and he was going to take over the world. He was going to take over the government. He was going to begin to rule with an iron fist. That's at least what they were expecting. Boy, were they disappointed. Instead, God used a little unsuspecting baby born in a little manger in the town of Bethlehem. Boy, that rocked the world. Not. Only a handful of people realized what had happened. I wanted to share this story, and I've shared it once before, but I think it's apropos for today. The story of the cobbler. This is uh, related by Melvin Newland. There was an old shoe cobbler who dreamed one Christmas Eve that Jesus would come to visit him the next day. The dream was so real that he was convinced that it would come true. So the next morning he got up and went out and he cut green bows, boughs, and decorated his little cobbler shop and got all ready for Jesus to come and visit. How many do that with your homes? Right? You put all kinds of stuff out. Now, do you do that expecting Jesus to show? Maybe you should. He was so sure that Jesus was going to come that he just sat down and he waited for him. Everybody say he waited for him. The hours passed and Jesus didn't come. But an old man came. He came inside for a moment to get warm from the winter cold. How many, when you walked in this building today, you went, oh, heat. That's what this old man did. As the cobbler talked with him, he noticed the holes in the old man's shoes. Now, you know what a cobbler is, right? They make shoes. And the old man saw the holes in the old man. Excuse me, the cobbler saw the holes in the old man's shoes. So he reached up on the shelf and he got him a brand new pair of shoes. Everybody say, brand new pair of shoes. He made sure they fit and that his socks were dry and then he sent him on his way. Still he waited. But Jesus didn't come. As the cobbler waited, an old woman came. A woman who hadn't had a decent meal in a couple of days. They sat and they visited for a while, and then he prepared some food for her to eat. He gave her a nourishing meal, and then he sent her on her way. Then he sat down again to wait for Jesus, but Jesus still hadn't come. Then he heard a little boy crying out in front of his shop. How many are moved when you hear little kids cry? Well, it obviously touched his heart. He went out and he talked with the boy. And he discovered that the boy had been separated from his parents and didn't know how to get home. So he put on his coat, he took the boy by the hand, and he led him home. When he came back to his little shop, it was almost dark. And the streets were emptied of people. And then in that moment of despair, he lifted his voice to heaven and he said, Oh, Lord Jesus, why didn't you come? Let me ask, have you ever done that? 
And then in a moment of silence, he seemed to hear that voice, that sweet-sounding, still little voice saying this, Oh, shoe cobbler, lift up your heart. I kept my word. Three times I knocked at your friendly door. Three times my shadow fell across your floor. I was the man with the bruised feet. I was the woman you gave to eat. I was the boy on that homeless street. Jesus had come, but the cobbler missed it because he was looking for a different Jesus. Back to my original question. Where is Jesus in your life? I've got a cheering section right over here. I love it. You guys keep it up. Most often when we think of Jesus giving to it's Jesus giving to us. Jesus, he paid the price for us on the cross. But how many of you you wake up in the morning, especially like a day like today, Christmas, and you say, "Jesus, it's your birthday that we celebrate today. What can I give to you?" Anybody? I'm hearing yes. All right, a few of you. You know what I thought about this morning? It wasn't giving to Jesus. It was, am I going to make it to church? I wasn't even sure. I didn't realize they'd plowed my street. So I'm thinking, I hope I don't get stuck halfway down my road. And what a joy it was when I went flying out of my driveway thinking, you just better keep the pedal to the metal. You know what I'm saying? Lo and behold, they had come through last night at some point. God bless Otsego County Road Commission and MDOT. Amen. But I wasn't thinking, what can I give to Jesus? I was thinking, Lord, help me get to church. It's good if you ask that question, Lord, what can I give to you? But I surmise that most probably didn't like me. Because we're too taken up by our own problems, our own lives, the things going on around us, to give God, or anyone else for that matter, even a second thought. Did you know that's human nature? It is. So here's the thing I want you to get from this message today. The key to where is Jesus in my life is this. Like the cobbler, Jesus often moves through other people. Poke your neighbor and say, Jesus moves through other people. He uses the homeless person on the corner or the person stuck in the snowbank while you're coming to church. He uses the old man who's having trouble getting through the door without assistance. And he uses the cashier who's having a really, really bad day. He may even use the person that needs a ride to church on a Sunday. Or the person where you work who always seems to rub you the wrong way. I know you know that person. This is funny, kind of, but I have found that the Lord seldom puts people in your path when it's convenient. Usually it's very inconvenient, right? Are you with me? 
It's almost always inconvenient, and that's when the real you is exposed. Right? You know what I mean by that, the real you? That's when that person either says, I need to help, I need to do what I can do here, might be a prayer, might be giving them something to eat, might be giving them a ride, whatever it is. Or you say, you know what, I don't have time for this today. I'm busy. i got to get home to Christmas dinner. i got to get home and make Christmas dinner. Some of you ladies are thinking that, right? But when you do that, when you take the selfish side, what do you miss? You miss Jesus. Because that's the kind of Jesus we serve. The kind that puts that inconvenient person right in your path to see what you're going to do with him or her. Huh. Everybody say, huh. You must realize that the Lord is trying to bless you. And He does that by putting people in our path who need a blessing. And here's the thing I've learned over the years as I talk about the gift. Usually, the package that Jesus wraps them up in, it doesn't look really cool. It ain't the best package, meaning the covering that you'll ever find. Now, to prove my point, I have a couple of packages here. You saw the first one, didn't you? It's right here. And let me tell you what, it's heavy. It's heavy. I'm not going to lift it any more than that, only because I threw my back out yesterday when I was snow blowing. Now this package I can pick up. Huh. Everybody go, huh. That's kind of ugly. Now if you were to pick the package because of the content, you wouldn't know which one is the better one to pick. If you were to pick the package because of the wrapping, which one would you pick? Are you serious? Why? It's, it's simplistic. Who would have picked this one? What? I, I, send your son up here. Come on up here. All right, you didn't pick this one. You picked this one, right? Rip into that thing. It's yours. Go. Hurry up. Hurry up. Quick, quick. Everybody go. Quick, quick, quick. Quick, quick. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What'd you get? Oh, you got a box of 1,000 coffee cups. No, you didn't. That's just the wrapping. Let, let me help you. Oh, what'd you get? Pull them out, can you? Can you reach in there and grab them? Whoa, I think we're losing him in there. Oh, wow. You got oranges and you got grapefruits. Now, hang on, stay right here with me. You stand right over here, okay? Tell everybody your name. Ryan. 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 All right, this is Ryan. Ryan is going to wait here. We're going to get this. Why don't you send your daughter up here? Since you are uh, so spiritual. Are you ready for this? 
will you do the honors of opening this for your mummy? Can you do that real quick? Go, go, go. You're not going to hurt it. Go, go, go. Go, 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 go. And what's your name? Tori. You got an Amazon box. No, you didn't. You got something that's in it. Wait, 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 wait. What is it? Oh, my goodness. You got a little candy bar and a Walmart card for $100. Yes. Say, can you say yes? No. You got to let your mommy help you spend that, okay? All right? And you, you get to take oranges and grapefruits. You kind of got the short end of the deal, didn't you? But hang on, because we don't ever want our kids to go home sad. Oh, no. So this is a, this is a what do you call that? Consolation prize. You get this too. A Hershey's S'mores cup, cup. Hershey's S'mores cups and marshmallows and chocolate. And, okay, is that cool? And why don't you help him take those? All right, thank you. I hope you enjoy that. All right. Woo! Thank you, Tori and Ryan. Let's give them a hand. Ah, oh, they're good sports. I love kids. They're so easy to work with compared to adults. Oh, that was an inside thought. I'm sorry. Hey, let's hear that horn real quick. Melinda's going to blow the horn now for us. And then I'm going to read a scripture. Okay, yeah, that's her excuse. That's her excuse. Dave Peck, that is for you. All right, all right. You're going to get a retry next Sunday. All right. So if I could shift gears here, you kind of get the point, right? This is the world. The world tries to make the gift look so enticing. They wrap it up with bows and glitter and shiny things, and it just draws us in, doesn't it? And we're like, ooh, I want to have that. I want to have that three-quarter ton Silverado heavy-duty with a big plow on it. In a bass boat. It's the wrong time of the year for the bass boat. That's what the world says we need. But God says no. You only need one thing. And it's not wrapped up in some beautiful, bright package. In fact, it's rather dull. We have to decide which package are we going to go for. Matthew 25, and I'm just sharing this to kind of amplify what I've already talked about, the cobbler meeting people on the road. Matthew 25, 31 and following. But when the Son of Man comes in His glory, everybody say glory. Glory. That means when He comes back, right? And He's coming back for us. Amen. Amen. And all his angels with him. Say, all his angels. Ah, 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 ah. Then he will sit upon his glorious throne. 
all the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at the right hand and the goats on his left. Now, I don't know why goats get such a bad rap here. I know people that raise goats, and they're pretty cool little animals, really. But that's aside. Jesus had to make an example of somebody, and it happened to be the goats. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. From the beginning, God knew who was going to be with him forever. For I was hungry. Listen to this. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty. You gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison. And you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see the hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show your hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison? And visit you? And Jesus said, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Are you a sheep or a goat? I don't know what kind of noise a goat makes. Uh, What I'm hearing sounds a lot like both. By the way, the, the rest of this passage, the remaining verses talk about the goats. And what happens to them, and it's not pleasant, all right? They were the bad example. Everybody say, the bad example. Where is Jesus in your life? God wants to bless you with a special gift that will bring a blessing into your life if you will receive it. He wants you to have a memorable Christmas, but also... He wants you to have a memorable life. And that comes when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, to use us as a vessel of blessing on the Lord's behalf. I'm almost ready to wrap this up. If somebody wants to come and play softly, not to mention her name, Sarah. A young man came into our home many years ago. In fact, we met him at the church, and it was a little ironic because I, I don't remember. How many are like close to my age? Do you remember everything you did when you were in your 20s? Or yesterday. Or yesterday. Well, that's, that's the case for me, all right? I know this happened. I remember most of it, but I can't remember how we actually met this young man in the church, but it was at church. And he had a cast on. Now, I found out through an interview process with him that he was riding his bicycle, a 10-speed bicycle, and he somehow found himself on the side of the curb, and he broke his arm. Ended up going to the hospital. They put a cast on it, and then he came to church. At least that's his story. Bear with me. We took the young man home. Can't remember how we got him there. We must have put his 
bicycle in our car. I just, I don't remember. But I remember the part that followed, and that was we took care of him for a couple of days. Two, three. And about the third day, as my memory serves, my wife and I, Barb and I, prayed for him. And all of a sudden, he gets this look in his eye. And I, I still to this day remember it. And it was like he just opened up a package that had a Silverado three-quarter ton heavy duty in it. I mean, it was like, yeah! And I'm like, what's going on? He goes, you have a saw? And I'm like, what? You have a saw? And I'm looking at him like, well, yeah, but why? I want to cut this off. I'm healed. And I went, uh, maybe you should wait. I mean, you have little faith. I, I was a fairly new Christian, a couple years in the faith. But he wouldn't let up. He kept on saying, I want to get this off my arm. I'm healed. So we finally got him a saw. And he carefully cut this cast off from here to here. And he goes, it's healed. And I look at him and I'm like, cool. <laughs> Jesus showed up. Now here's the weird part. He got on his bike and he pedaled off and I never saw him again. You figure that one out. Now I wasn't smart enough at the time. Maybe I hadn't read yet. That sometimes when you show people hospitality, you are actually entertaining angels unaware, right? And I'm, I'm thinking that's what happened. It built our faith. But I still have to wonder today, where did he end up? Because he just, as quick as he came into our life, he left just as fast. Something was different about him. And you know what? After he left us, something was different about us. God used that young man to minister to us and give us a chance to minister to him. Was it easy taking care of him for a few days? Uh-uh. In fact, I remember about halfway through, and this has happened more than once, but I remember a couple days in, my wife looked at him and she said, here's a bag, put it over the cast, get in there and take a shower. Because he was starting to get pretty ripe you know what I'm saying but that's what God does with us he puts people in our path who need him who need us to be him to be Jesus the Lord uses us to bless people and he uses people like that young man in Lansing to bless us would you stand don't miss Jesus simply because the package is different than we expected. Be led by the Spirit and the blessing will show up when you least expect it to. Can I get a good amen? In closing, the people of Jesus' day missed Jesus because they were looking for a Jesus that they thought he should look like. But God sent a Savior in the form of a little baby born in a manger. And that little baby brought us love, peace, and redemption. All in that little 
unsuspecting package born in Bethlehem. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, for a child, would you read this with me? For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand today. I just want to make sure before I close this out with everybody's head bowed and eyes closed just for a moment if you're here today and you say you know what if my heart were to stop beating today I don't know if I'd be ready and I want to make sure on this Christmas 2022 that I'm ready to meet the Lord when he calls me home and if that's you Without anybody looking around, please just lift your hand up real quick. I want to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. You can put it down. Thank you. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Yes, I see that hand. Anybody else? Yes, you can put them down. Thank you. Several hands have gone up. So I want everybody to pray. And I, I suspect there are people at home watching on live stream that are in this same place. You need Jesus and you know it. And God's been working on you. He has been working on you and working on you. And you've been resisting. Well, today is the day to stop resisting and let the Lord in. Let him do what only he can do. Let him bring healing and health to you, your spirit, to your physical body. In Jesus' name. And I want you to pray with me as well. So everybody together, we're a family. Let's pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, on this Christmas, 2022, I cry out for mercy. Jesus, forgive me of my sins and make me a new person. From this day forward, I will do the, the best I can to serve you, to follow you, to follow what the Bible tells me. I give you my life, all that I have, all that I am. I give it to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. And listen, if you prayed that prayer and you meant business, the Bible says that the angels in heaven, they are rejoicing. They're throwing a party right now in your name, in your honor, and they are looking forward to the day when you're with them in heaven. And we do have a little booklet, right? We'll get that. This handsome-looking man over... Oh, that handsome-looking man over there. He's got a little booklet. It's called The Start of Something Wonderful, The New Life. Please take one with you if you don't have one. It'll help you as you begin your new journey with the Lord. And just, just to end with this, this isn't the end of what you just did. This is the beginning. This is the start of something wonderful. So love the Lord Look for people who God puts right in your path because you never know they might be angels unaware. Father, thank you for this body of believers who came out on this day when most would have stayed home. Bless them richly. Lord, bless those that, are, that did stay home. Bless them richly as well. And Lord, we pray that this Christmas we would think of you not as some flashy present, but rather, Lord, 
knowing that you came in a plain brown wrapper. You didn't come with horns blasting, although the angels did announce you. But Lord, you came as that little baby and you took on flesh and you died for us. And Lord, we are so grateful that we don't have to do that. You already did it. And now we just rejoice in the gift you've given us of eternal life. Bless us, keep us safe going home. Bless our little ones for being so patient. We pray this all again in the strong name of the Son of God, Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Say it again, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give somebody a big old, well, if they'll let you, ask if it's okay. Give them a handshake first and then a hug if they'll let you. All right, God bless you.